good to be here today. I hope you're there. Philippians chapter 4. I want to read just a few verses. Beginning in verse 9, if you'll follow along. The Bible says, Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein ye were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Would you read with me together verse 13? Ready? Begin. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. I want to preach to you a message this morning that I preached to our church that you can actually do all that God wants you to do, but you can only do it through Christ. Father, we love you and we thank you for giving us another day of life. We thank you for the health and the strength to be here today. Today. And God, my prayer is that you would use this hour. I prayed for this moment. I prayed for your wisdom and your strength and for your grace. And now the time has come. I pray that you'd give your people understanding today of your word, that you would open our eyes, that we may behold wondrous things out of thy law. I pray, Father, that you'd help me to be just conduit. I pray that you'd help me simply to get out of your way, that I would be filled with your spirit Make me a vessel unto honor. I pray that you'd use this time in our lives. These students need you. They need to know what we know. And I pray that today perhaps a burden would be lifted. I pray today perhaps a heart would be challenged. Maybe even a marriage helped. I don't know what you have planned for them. But I know it's wonderful through Christ. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. Get the statement that Paul makes here in the passage. I can do all things through Christ. The former part of the sentence would be audacious, perhaps even irreverent, without the latter part to interpret it. There have been some men who, puffed up and in vanity, filled with themselves, have in their hearts simply made the statement, oh, I can do all things. Whose destruction supposedly or certainly is sure, was sure. Nebuchadnezzar walks through the midst of a great city. He sees the stupendous tower touching the clouds and remarks to the majestic edifice. And he says in his heart, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by my might and my power? Have I not built it for the honor of my majesty? I can do all things. And yet in a few hours, he can do nothing except eat grass like the oxen until his hair has grown like eagle's feathers and his nails like bird claws. What has become of the great men through history? Like this king who thought they could do it all. Napoleon, Alexander, Hitler, Stalin, Osama bin Laden, Noriega, Saddam. The Lord God of heaven deposed them, took them from their seat because they had arrogated themselves to omnipotence among men. So where does that leave someone like Paul? 
Where would that leave such a man, little in stature, stammering in speech, his personal appearance weak, and his speech contemptible? As he comes forward and says, I can do all things. This is quite a presumption, would you not agree? For someone like him, what, what can Paul do now as the leader of a sect who has been condemned to death? How could he dare teach publicly such a dogma? Paul, are you saying that you can do all things by self-reliance? And yet we see from the text, Paul's assertion is this, no, I can't do it. I cannot do them all. But through Christ I can do them all because of his strength. In other words, as someone who believed himself to be You'll recall the chiefest of sinners looking around. He turns his eye of faith humbly towards the Savior. And he says not arrogantly, but with reverence and devout courage, I can do all things through Christ. And when Paul says these words, mark it down, he meant them. He meant it because he believed it. He meant it and believed it because he had proved it. He had proved that through, through great measure, God's strength truly was sufficient for all things. Have you ever thought just how varied Paul's trials were, and yet how innumerable his accomplishments? Called by the grace of God, yet not consulting with flesh and blood, he sets out to preach the gospel of Christ. After he begins making disciples in Antioch, God calls him to take the gospel to the Gentiles. After which, shortly, he undertook many difficulties. By the way, he had to rebuke a friend named Peter and part from another named Barnabas. He was in labors, the Bible says, more abundance and stripes above measure, prisons more frequent, deaths often. Five times he was striped, 39 times. Thrice he was beaten with rods, once stoned to death, in perils, the Bible says, by the heathen or his own countrymen, three times in shipwreck, in perils of the water and of the land, robbers among the Jews and Gentiles. He was persecuted in fastings often, in thirst and cold and nakedness and hungry, all the while still caring for the churches. I guess you could look into the face of the Apostle Paul and say, Indeed, Paul, with your life, you have preached the message, I can do all things through Christ. But what of us? What of you? When we stand before the great cloud of witnesses in heaven, how will our lives speak to the power and the strength of Christ? When you, I don't know about you, I don't want to be within 100 yards of the Apostle Paul. Because I don't feel like my life completely has made the statement, I did it all through Christ and His strength. That the Apostle Paul makes the statement under the inspiration of God because he proved it. And he didn't stop proving it. He continued to the day he went with the Savior. This morning I want to be as pragmatic as possible in the approach to this verse because there's someone here who needs to believe that all God has planned for you, you can do through Christ. But you better not dare attempt it without Him. You must do all that God wants you to do. But friend, may I be honest with you, don't do it without Him. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing, but by me, you can do all things. Amen. 
Through Christ, let me give you three suggestions this morning. Through Christ and His strength, you can perform all duties. You can do it all. Paul was called to, of God to preach, so through Christ, Paul preached. He did preach, and God used him. It's no different with you. As long as you draw your purpose, and as long as you draw your strength from Christ, you can execute every role. You can be a servant of the Most High God. You can be an example unto the believers. You can be a soul winner. You can be a responsible part of the student body. You can teach a class. You can run a bus route. You can pass all of your classes. But not by yourself. But you can through Christ. You may be a married student here as I was, and I want you to know, I so badly wanted to quit. I so badly went through the ringer. My junior year, I thought, I can't do this. I can't do it anymore. I don't like this. I don't want to do this anymore. And I drove out Lancaster Boulevard as fast as I could in my old gray van. I said, God, I'm done. I don't even like this anymore. And I drove, and I was angry. And then I cried, and then I stopped, and God said, yeah, you can you can do it. You can love your wife. You can be a married student. You can work 40 hours a week. You can write the papers. You can preach. You can pray. You can tell someone about Christ. You can put three kids in the Christian school. You can do it all because I want you to. I don't know who you are, and I don't know what your struggle is, and yea, I don't even know your responsibilities, but I'm here to tell you, as a trophy of God's grace, if God is in it, you can do it. The Bible says, but, but thou, O man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, and patience, and meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called. You can execute every role. You can obey every command. It doesn't matter what the command is. The command matters not. If we're commanded in scripture by God, then through Christ, we can do them all. Through Christ, listen to me, student, you can be holy, but not without him. Some of you are trying to put on holiness and pretty soon it's going to wear off because it's not in here. But through Christ, you can be holy. Through Christ, you can be faithful to your Savior. Through Christ, you can be faithful to your spouse. Through Christ, you can be prayerful. Through Christ, you can be loving. Through Christ, you can be kind. You can be compassionate. You can be filled with the Spirit. You can live peaceably with all men. I don't care what kind of idiosyncrasies your roommate may have. You can do it. You can obey every command, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments. And by the way, they're not grievous. Those word, that word grievous means they're not burdensome. They're not oppressive to you. Jesus' yoke is easy. His burden is light. Wait, as long as you yoke up with him. You see, that's the strength. Some of you are thinking, I, I, I don't even like the rules here. I don't like the student body. I don't, I don't like this, this idea of ministry. Then this is probably the best place for you to understand that you're probably not marked for the ministry. But if God's called you and God wants you to obey, and he does, then by the grace of God, you can. You can do it through Christ. You can have the right attitude. You can have the right spirit. You can put yourself under authority. You can, under authority, you can serve. And you can do it faithfully. Through Christ, 
the problems that you're having is that you're trying to do it without him. And you're burdened and heavy laden and Jesus gives you permission. Come to me. Let me have that. Let me give you my strength so you can testify of it later. You can answer every call. There are probably people here that are still struggling. Well, I, I don't know what I'm called to do exactly. I just don't want to be, I, I, I'm gonna, I, I know God wants me in the ministry. Good, stay right here. Be faithful to do everything you know that is right to do. And God will show you what you need to do. And when he does, say, dear Jesus, I cannot possibly fulfill this call in and of myself. But by your strength, I can do it. And you will. And one day you'll come back on an Alumni Tuesday. And you'll stand before a bunch of people who you're old enough to be their granddaddy. And you'll say something with a tear in your eye. I could not have ever done it. But through Christ, I did. I proved his faithfulness. I proved his grace. I proved his strength. Maybe some of you today need to get alone with God and say to him, God, I can't. But I know through you, I can Consider how much more our lives could be to the glory of God if we would courageously do all those things through His strength and not ours. If you're trying to jump into the ministry so that you can have a name on the outside of an office or a name in front of your desk or someone to say, sign your Bible, you're getting all the glory. But friend, when you decide to be weak and you decide to submit to God and you decide to sacrifice yourself, then He gets all the glory. That's what he wants. That's why he saved you. That's why he called you. To show himself strong on the behalf of those who have a perfect heart. Through Christ, I can perform all duties. Secondly, through Christ, I can overcome personal struggles. Through Christ, I can overcome personal struggles. Did you know, contrary to what you may believe about Paul, that he was just like you and me? We all have personal struggles. They keep us from doing the right things, but Paul gives us a living example of how to overcome those personal struggles. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Get it? Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. He knew exactly. If it's left up to me, I know that in me dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. What did he do? He ran to Jesus. You would have victory over your own personal struggle if you just run to Jesus. If you just decide, God, I can't overcome this by myself. I've tried. So, a lady in our church, she came to me two Sundays ago. She said, Pastor, I quit smoking. I said, man, that's great. And then she said, again. <laughs> and I said, Vana, maybe this time you could do it through Christ. She said, I know I can do it through Christ. She said, that's the only way I'll be able to do it. Is through Christ. That's what every pastor longs to hear. Someone listening. That they can do. The will of God. But not without the help of their savior. You can conquer. The fleshly temptation of your soul. Let no man say when he is tempted. I am tempted of God. For God 
cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust is conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, bringeth, uh, bringeth forth death. Listen, do not err, my beloved brethren. Did you get it? Look, this is how you get there, and this is how you don't. Temptation is not sin. It's not. Sin is sin. When you decide, well, maybe this once, maybe it'd be okay here. I know God will forgive me. You've lost. But through Christ, you can say no. You can overcome any fleshly temptation. You, don't have, you can play Joseph against lust and, vic, and be victorious. You can. You don't have to be like David. You can be like Joseph. You don't have to be overtaken like Noah or thrown down in shame as Lot. Through the power of Christ, you can be kept by God just by laying hold of the divine power through faith that you can do all things through Christ. Remember, Jesus died and was buried for your sin, but praise be to God that he rose again to give us victory over that sin. Amen. He proved that through Christ, you can have the same victory. You already have it, in fact. You're not fighting for it. You're fighting from it. And the devil's blinded you. You can't see the victory. Jesus said, but I'm living at the right hand of God to prove that you already have it. All the blessings of God has been given, have been given to you. You can overcome fleshly temptation. You can master carnal propensity. I may be talking to someone here this morning who's have propensity to anger. I was that guy. Back up. I am that guy. Without the strength of Christ, I'm still that guy today. I become that wretched man every, every time something doesn't go my way or something comes up. I want to rear up. I want to bow up. I want to bust up. But then the Holy Spirit of God says, wait a minute. You've got an opportunity to show your children what the Spirit of God looks like. You've got an opportunity to show this church member what the Spirit of God looks like. So through me, you can shut your mouth. Dr. Willette said at our church at a couple's retreat, he said, I'm going to give you the two most important words to help your marriage. Shut up. We all laugh like you did. He said, those aren't, those aren't words to say, they're words to do. That's always been my problem. Many times I don't know when to shut up. But I will tell you, in 15 years of pastoring, I had to learn it very quickly. And by the grace and strength of God, I would like to think that I'm better today than I was then. Still trying to master my temper. You may be someone who has propensity to be very shy and withdrawn. You can overcome that. I may be speaking to someone who's lazy, physically or spiritually. There's no weakness or evil propensity which the Christian cannot overcome through Christ. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal man is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh, listen, cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be the spirit of God dwell in you. I'm going to tell you something I did not know until just a few weeks ago. 
Charles Spurgeon made this, these statements, and I quote, I don't believe there exists anywhere under heaven a more lazy man than myself naturally. That's, to me, Dr. R., that's big stuff. He made this statement, I would scarce stir if I had my will. I have to struggle with my sloth, but through Christ who strengthens me, I overcome it. Whatever it is, he said, that is keeping you from doing all things, don't sit down and excuse yourself by saying, well, someone else may be able to do this, but I cannot because I was created with this fault. He made the statement, if the Jebusite, the Hittite, the Amalekite, and the Anakims could all be driven out of their, uh, 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 out, then there is nothing in your original Canaan that needs to stay. You can master them all. By the strength of Christ, you don't have to be shy. By the way, there's nothing wrong with being shy. There's nothing wrong with being a little more quiet. There's nothing wrong with that. But what I'm here to tell you is that don't let that stop you from doing God's will. If God wants you to tell someone about Jesus, he knows that you're shy. Through the power of Christ, though, he'll use your shyness to win someone else who's shy. That's the beauty of the strength of Christ. You can overcome all worldly corruption when the world is dishonest. You can be honest. When the world is false, you can be true. When the world is covetous, you can be content. When the world is lusting, you can be loving. When the world is pagan, you can be holy. Through Christ and his strength, you can do it. But don't do it without him. You're going to go to work and somebody may say, well, you know, this is what we do with the books or this is kind of what we do when the boss is not here. That may be what they do, but bless God, you're his child. You don't have to. You can be honest and God will bless that. Amen. In 2020, through the strength of God, you can perform every duty. You can fulfill every responsibility. You can overcome every personal struggle. And thirdly, you can endure every trial. You can. The stories of the people of Scripture show us that no matter who you are, there's going to come a day when you will go through a very narrow place. But remember that God says, I'm faithful. And you can endure this through my strength. There's no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the te temptation also make a way of escape. That ye shall be able to bear it. That's God's promise. So... It didn't matter what his captures put him through or what sufferings awaited him, including sitting in a prison. The Apostle Paul, understanding full well the, the devices which Nero had invented to torment Christians, he knew, hearing from his cell how the emperor would smear pitch, then would light these disciples on fire to light up his own garden at night. Though he heard of the racks that would draw us under the faithful, he said from that place, from that place, from that place, I can do all things through Christ. No matter what befalls me, I will give myself to the will of God. Agabus said, the man who holds this belt, he's going to suffer and die. And they all wept. Paul, don't go to Jerusalem. Paul, he was like, what are you trying to do? You're trying to keep me from God's will. And I'm telling you, I'm ready for it through Christ. Through Christ I can endure all things. Thou, therefore, endure hardness 
as a good soldier. By faith, Moses, when he came to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches, riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he had respect under the recompense of the reward. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured. How? As seeing him who was invisible... Now listen carefully. I do not know what you may have to endure this year any more than you do. But I know this. All that you will go through will be filtered through the hands of a loving and faithful God so that you can endure them, listen, or they would not be yours to endure. They're handpicked for you. Which means that God's already got the grace and strength waiting for that trial. Well, I didn't see that coming. That's okay. God did. He's the one that allowed it. They filtered through his loving nail-scarred hands and said, I've got one for you. A year ago this last summer, a deacon young couple in our church was at home on a Nice, beautiful Northern California summer afternoon. Their kids were out and about, in and out of the swimming pool, and dad was in and out of the backyard, and mom was in and out of the kitchen, and their little girl, while she was swimming, came in, took her floaty belt off, ran back outside, reached down to get her doll out of the pool, and drowned. It's God is my witness. I got to tell you, there's no Bible college class that will teach you and prepare you for that one. When you get the phone call and you say, my daughter, dad, dad, Audrey's dead. She drowned and ran to back here at the hospital now. There is nothing that prepares you for that. And I sat with a mom and daddy as their three-year-old baby girl perished. I sat in their mama's kitchen and I heard the mom say, are you going to leave me now? Are you going to leave me now? I just feel like it's my fault. They were both there. They both had the opportunity to make sure none of that happened. Yet in the divine providence of God, that baby girl perished. By the way, that day there were three. There were three infants that all were in the pool, drowned. Theirs was the only one that died. And here I'm sitting with this young couple and just hours after they said goodbye to their little girl, bawling, gripping on to the robe of Jesus, praying out loud in tears and asking God for help and grace and I could do nothing but hold them. What do you say? I say what I only know to say, God loves you. And he's faithful, and I don't know what all this is going to mean, but I know this. There's no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man, Randy and Becky. He's given you this because he knows you're able to bear it. I will tell you at that point, they, had not, they were not teaching a class. They were just faithful members singing in the choir. And I had asked them that spring, would you pray about starting a class in the fall? This was June A month later, they came to me and said, Pastor, 
We think God wants us to teach a class. And I looked at them and I said, how is that even possible? Their baby has just died. How can, how can they even do it? I, I couldn't even think. I, I, at that point, I didn't know even how to host a funeral for a little baby. How do you comfort somebody like that? You're not supposed to bury your kids. And I watched. I watched a young couple. They didn't dig deep. They didn't try to say, oh, we can do this. We can just do this and we'll just have another baby and we'll just love the ones. They didn't dig down deep. They got down low. They said, God, this is too much for us to bear. We can't do this without you. So will you please help us? And my soul, he did. And he still is. Now she's part of our part-time staff at the church and loves it. Every day. Read the Bible. Through Christ, you can be thrown in prison. You can go into the fire. You can. You can walk right into the lions. You can stand outside the walls. And you can watch them all fall. You can endure all things. That means that you can even suffer if you had to. I don't know what you may have to suffer. But I will tell you this, the ministry in the Christian life is not a game. Lost souls are at stake. And someday if God allows you to stand in a pulpit or sit in someone's living room and preach or teach the word of God, you're going to have to know, hey, I know that you can do this because I've proved it myself. Paul did that. Some would say they don't we don't have a martyr spirit anymore. And I would agree. But I would also say that I believe that if the martyr, we would have the martyr spirit if we had martyr's trials. None of us can really explain the mysterious operation of the Holy Spirit of God. We can only explain one effect by another. And I don't pretend to be able to show how Christ imparts strength to his people by the filling of his spirit's energy, but... If you'll allow me just a few more minutes to demonstrate how his actions and movements strengthened other souls for all things. A man by the name of John Ardley, Bishop Bonner, Bloody Bonner, who was ordained to kill all heretics to the Catholic Church, told John, and I quote, You will not be able to bear the fire. They will convert you. The embers will be sharp preachers to you. John replied, I'm not afraid to try it at all. And I tell thee, Bishop, if I had as many lives as you, uh, if I had as many lives as you have hairs on your head, I would give them all sooner than I would give up Christ. The same bishop held the hand of poor John Tompkins over a candle and as he scalded finger by finger said, I'll give thee a taste of the fire before thou shalt go there. And as the fingers one by one cracked and burst, Tompkins smiled in the face of his tormentors being ready to suffer as much in every member as his fingers endured. 
Jerome tells us the story of a poor Christian woman who, being on the rack, cried out to her tormentors as they strained the rack to pull her bones from the socket. She cried, do your worst, do your worst, for I would sooner die than lie. Ignatius is brought into the Roman circus and after facing taunts from the emperor and mockings from the multitudes, the lions were let loose upon him. So the soul man thrusted his arm into the lion's mouth and as his bones were breaking and cracking, he said, now I begin to become a Christian. Begin? Now I begin to be a Christian as if he had never come to the likeness of his master till the time when he came near his death. I would submit to you today that we would have a martyr spirit if we had martyr's trials. And I pray God that never come that we would have to be persecuted for such faith. But whatever persecution may come, I know this. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. It seems that God gives faith then equal to the emergency which means that weak faith can suddenly sprout and it can swell and it can grow until it comes to be great faith under the pressure of a great trial. Young people, even you, like every other Christian, can do all things. It matters not your age. It matters not your experience. It matters not your schedule or upbringing. Don't fret what you may be facing today. You can do it all through Christ, which strengtheneth you.